Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus, and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? This week, I'm going with the entire Colts team. The whole thing. Ah. All of it. Everything. First of all, let's just discuss the the pieces of the Colts offense from, from a fantasy perspective. The highest point getter on the Colts offense, six points for the quarterback, Sam Oof. Ellinger. Six. Oof. Then you go to half PPR. You got Jordan Wilkins at 4.8, Deion Jackson at 4.6. Michael Pittman at 3.7. It just gets worse from there, okay? That, that, that's what we're talking about. So that's the Colts in general as far as their offense goes. And then on the other side of the ball, I happen to be playing against the Patriots, D. Now, of course, it depends on your scoring, whatever. But against me, 44 points. Ridiculous. You can't win a fantasy matchup when the opposing person's defense scores 44 points. Like, it doesn't even matter what happens. It just can't happen. So I am annoyed with the Colts. Um, I'm annoyed with the whole thing last week. I understand that they're in a tough spot and, you know, whatever. But they couldn't even muster up, like, more than six points from anybody on that squad, fantasy-wise. Super frustrating. There you go. Colts. I'm with you. I'm frustrated, too. They have also fired their coach and hired Jeff Saturday, who I didn't even know was part of the organization as the interim head coach. I, I Consultant. think that... Yeah, I think crazy old Ursay is out there saying tank, tank, tankathon this season. I think that he's doing the NBA model where he says, I'm going to go get me a, a rookie quarterback. Let's tank and see how bad this gets. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me is my excellent co-host, Jen Akins. And sitting in for Chris Allen this week is 4 for 4's own Justin Edwards, uh, longtime friend of the podcast, longtime friend of Jen and Brandon's. Uh, Justin, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I couldn't be better. Deep in the throes of the season. Um, no going back now. Only <laughs> a few more weeks left of the fantasy regular season. Um, a little tired, but I love it. Jen, how have you been? Uh, I'm good. Same, man. We're at double digits. I feel like it's all downhill from here as far as workload goes. Uh, but yeah, I'm good. I mean, like you said, we're we're right in the thick of it, which is fantastic. Time to start gearing up for the playoffs uh, if you're even in, in close contention, uh, which I think a lot of people still are. I mean, you can still make a run, you know, depending if your league is six playoff spots, four playoff spots. Some even have eight, you know, make a run. I don't know. Brandon, how are you in your two a jersey? Hey, look, look, very excited. The Dolphins are winning shootouts now. Apparently that's the thing. That was one of the most fun games I've watched all season. That Dolphins Bears game, having Justin Fields come out and do, have the game he had. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jalen Waddell just uh, continues to steal my heart every time he touches the ball. So uh, very excited. It's doing well today. Uh, listeners, you can find Justin on Twitter at Justin underscore Redwords and find his weekly tight end streaming article over at 444.com. As a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode where we'll emphasize hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and team defense. Uh, let's check out how we did last week. Uh, Chris's sleeper streamer of the week, Andy Dalton, that quarterback 20th, not, not a great game for Andy Dalton. Uh, also Taylor Heineke 15th, Marcus Mariota 24th and Mac Jones 23rd. Not a good week to stream quarterback last week, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll do better this week. I've got Chris's picks from his article over at four dot com that I will regurgitate happily on this episode, uh, in a little while. Jen, uh, your tight ends, Tyler Conklin, ugh, tied, uh, tied for 39th. That was, uh, unfortunate. Isaiah likely, uh, ninth. 
excellent for Isaiah Likely. Uh, got in, had a touchdown, and Logan Thomas, three targets and nothing. Just nothing for, for Logan Thomas, unfortunately. Um, kickers, Cameron Dicker was uh, tied for the kicker six for you. Uh, Jason Sanders tied for the kicker 16th. I think that's within uh, sneezing distance at kicker one numbers. Unfortunately, Matt Prater and Jake Elliott both tied at kicker 21. So I still think Jake Elliott's a good call week to week, though. You know, it's funny. A listener actually tweeted me during the game, and he's like, I think we need to stop with Elliott. Like, and he's right. He's just not getting – they're scoring a lot of points, but they're scoring a lot of touchdowns. And so he's getting three points every week, five points. It's just not enough. Like, I think that – fortunately for me, he is not in streaming eligible anymore. He's he's reached the threshold. So I'm happy that I didn't have to debate that because – um, the guy, I can't remember who it was that, that, t- that tweeted at me during the game, but he's right. It's like, I keep throwing Elliot out there every week and he keeps scoring three to five points. And it's just, you know, the process is there, but the Eagles are just scoring a lot of points, but they're getting in and he's just not getting the chances. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. And then, uh, defensively, uh, not too bad. I, I recommended everyone play Seattle. They were tied for the seventh. Uh, defense uh, chiefs. I, I reluctantly recommended tied for 20th Vikings. I, I reluctantly recommended tied for 13th. So not a terrible week for, for the defenses uh, looking ahead to week 10, the bye weeks, Bengals, Patriots, Jets, and Ravens. Uh, I'm going to need your kicker streaming article and your kicker information this week. Cause I have a lot of Justin Tucker, Jen. So I'm going uh, to need to pick good. somebody up. There's yeah. good kickers when we get to it. Good. good Glad good, to hear good, it. Good week. <laughs> all right so uh let's start with our sleeper streamer of the week our top quarterback streamer is our sleeper streamer of the week i'm doing quarterbacks this week like i said with chris off but i'm cheating taking information straight from chris's quarterback streaming article available weekly at four for sleeper streamer of the week jimmy garoppolo versus the los angeles chargers uh look christian mccaffrey has only been there two games but that offense is humming with mccaffrey there uh they've been more efficient Teams have been getting less pressure on the quarterback. Uh, that's something that Chris highlighted in uh, minute detail, statistical detail in the article. Uh, and then the Chargers, since losing Joey Bosa, they're 18th in EPA per play allowed to the quarterback or to opposing offenses. So Jimmy Garoppolo has a pretty good matchup. And then they've got a 25.5 point implied total, even with Debo Samuel's status in question. If Debo Samuel plays, that's just all the better for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's at home, coming off a bye week. He's got weapons around him. Jimmy G is the top quarterback streamer for Week 10. So, sleeper streamer of the week, Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody go out, pick him up, start him. And don't forget that Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform. They have excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. Whatever you want, Sleeper has the the right function for it. It's easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. Uh, Justin, I want to quickly get your take on the San Francisco 49ers. This offense has already been a little better than we expected this season. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing pretty well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey adds another element. Do you think McCaffrey will continue to help Jimmy Garoppolo? And uh, how do you, how are you approaching this offense right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's such a great safety valve to have as a dump off where, I mean, it's given Jimmy G such a high floor just to have that coming out of the backfield. Um, They've really been running on all cylinders. Um, Offensive line's been looking pretty good as well. They're probably a top 12-ish unit or something like that. We got got Trent Williams, probably the best left tackle in the league. Um, Yeah, big, big on Jimmy G. Probably not the ceiling you'd love out of your fantasy quarterback, but his floor is so high. It's it's a great uh, risk reward there. 
He's definitely been a good streaming option week to week. I feel good about plugging him in and my Lamar Jackson leagues uh, for this week, and I'll be doing so. Absolutely. Uh, Jen, Admiral Nita uh, asks if Deion Jackson is droppable for a bye week defense special teams with Jonathan Taylor possibly coming back. Uh, for me, I'm wondering who the other running backs on the roster are, but what do you think about Deion Jackson as a, as a possible drop for a bye week? You know, he made the long list for my deadweight article uh, this morning, and then I didn't include him because I feel like it's tough. I mean, he's been up and down, and now, you know, we have a new we have a new regime or an interim regime. Um, I don't know if, you know, things will change. I don't know. Maybe the O-line will miraculously get better with Jeff Saturday in charge. I don't know. You know, <laughs> wishful yeah, thinking. Possible. possible. Who knows? I mean, really, what I mean, who knows what's going to happen, really, when you bring in a random to coach a team. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of too early. I mean, he's had, you know, good week and, and then a couple bad weeks. So I think, you know, like like Brandon said, it, it depends on the rest of your roster. I mean, if he's at the very end and he's it, then, yeah, I mean, if you need if you need a defense, then go for it. But, um, you know, if you have someone else on your team that's possibly expendable, I would I would maybe hang on to him one more week. Yeah, especially if you don't have an elite defense right now. I don't mind just swapping defense and streaming the rest of the way. So I, I, I'd i like you to maybe hold on to Dion if you can. Just uh, uh, Although the, that Colts offense certainly doesn't seem like it's good. My my favorite thing about Jeff Saturday, this is a long time ago, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm diverting us already here. But Jeff Saturday, uh, back when he was entering free agency, they did like ESPN did like a little special story about him and his agent and what it's about on the free agency trail and what it goes. And we got a little look at like the PowerPoint his agent was sending. And it was like Jeff Saturday when he's in the lineup, the Colts are so-and-so with a, with a record and they've won us and they've been to the Super Bowl and all this and all. And it's the most amazing thing in the world that Jeff Saturday's agent was out touting him as the reason the Colts made the Super Bowl <laughs> when, when Peyton Manning was there. And look, look, maybe that is very important. is the reason, right? I mean, Center's important. He was a great player, all that, but I, it was just, it was just one of the ballsiest moves I think an agent could do is go into the Colts ownership and be like, look, Jeff Saturday, you want to make it to the Super Bowl. Jeff Saturday is the reason you made it last time. Like, <laughs> I've, like, I've heard of quarterback wins. I've never heard of center wins. Yeah. Center wins, right? It's a new, I, it's a new thing, maybe. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new statistic. A new I metric like that'll be out next year. <laughs> uh, I also want to talk about uh, my other quarterback streamers right now, Daniel Jones uh, versus the Texans. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not thrilled about these other options, and I don't think Chris is either reading the article. I think that uh, you could, you know, Chris is a smart dude. You could tell what he's going through the motions on those deep sleepers. You could tell what he's just going. I guess if you if you have to throw a dart somewhere, here you go. So, uh, D Daniel Jones, uh, fourth in rushing yards on designed runs among all quarterbacks, which is a nice statistic. Um, Houston, Hurts, Fields, and Trevor Lawrence have all been efficient on the ground against the Texans. Obviously, Hurts and Fields, uh, that's something they're known for. But Trevor Lawrence, probably not quite as mobile as Daniel Jones. So uh, if you've got other quarterbacks who are efficient on the ground against the Texans, and Daniel Jones is fourth in rushing yards and designed runs among quarterbacks facing the Texans, there's a logical conclusion you can, you can make that if you're desperate at quarterback, then Daniel Jones might be the way to go. Uh, Caden, the Colts fan, I'm certainly not going to, uh, start Daniel Jones over Tua though. Tua has been too good, uh, too consistent. He's tossing multiple touchdowns per game. I think that as long as Tua's healthy, he's, uh, probably a, a QB one option week to week. Wouldn't you say, Jen? 
Well, says the guy in the Tua jersey, but as <laughs> as a, as someone that's not wearing it, no, I'm kidding. No, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah, not even a question. Look, we're Tua. lucky I didn't say top three. I said top ten. I said, I said QB one. I didn't say uh, QB three like I actually, like my heart says. <laughs> um, Jefferson Justice League fields the next Michael Vick minus the dog stuff. Let's hope. Let's, let's, let's hope minus the dog stuff. That's always good stuff. Uh, I will get to a couple of those other questions, too. I do want to bring up one more deep, 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 deep dart throw. Davis Mills at the Giants. Uh, if you want the other side of that Giants-Houston Texans thing, Mills offers a decent floor against teams that aren't very good. Uh, teams at or below the league's AFPA average. There's a nice handy-dandy chart on Chris's streaming article up at 444.com that shows you he's getting 8, 10 points, 9 yes. points, 11 points. It's not great, but if you've got nothing, Davis Mills offers a little bit of a floor. He gets Brandon Cooks back. Giants just lost Xavier McKinney on defense, so the idea is maybe the Giants are going to be a little bit even, even a little bit more vulnerable. Uh, but blech, blech for that game in general if you uh, if you have to go that route, I suppose. So, uh, Justin, let's answer a couple questions here. Caden, the Colts fan, also wants to know if they should move DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook. Uh, obviously, uh, that's a tough question in a vacuum, but your thoughts on the most expendable guy between Hopkins and Dalvin, uh, Justin? Uh, I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of either of those guys, but if I had to choose, I would probably move on from Dalvin just because of his injury history. Something could pop up there. Um, I think as long as Hopkins is in the lineup, he's going to be having these monster 10, 15, 17 target games throughout the rest of the season. So I'd rather have him, I guess. I'd rather have both of them. But if I was going to move on from one, I guess I'd move on from Dalvin. Yeah, I I, I, I see that. I feel that the same way. Um, but I, I'm with you. We, we kind of need a lot more information there, Caden, <laughs> to to, uh, to get a good information like uh, why are you moving one <laughs> would be my first question, right? So, and what uh, are you getting here? in return is right. kind of important as well. What are you getting in return to as well? Because, uh, you know, perceived value is definitely a factor, too. If you can get more for one than the other, then that matters. Uh, Jen, yes. uh, Jefferson's Justice League wants to know opinion on Jeff Wilson taking over more of the touches in the Miami backfield. I call Merck. What do you think? I think it's a little Merck, but I think it's good Merck. I mean, I think I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen, right? You've got Mike McDaniel bringing in. Now he's got two of his boys in that backfield. Um, and I feel like, you know, Wilson was good last week. So I think, and Mostert is not the most durable. So um, if they're going to make a legitimate playoff run, um, they're going to need both of them. So I don't know what the split will end up being. Um, but I think that, you know, what we saw last week, I think, you know, probably will continue to happen. I don't think that was an anomaly. Like, I don't think it was like, oh, he's our new toy. Let's just put him out there. I think that he'll continue to get the touches. So I feel like, I think he's, you know, I feel like he's rosterable. I mean, I was, I was happy that I, I grabbed him. Uh, last week i didn't play him but i did you know now i have him so i am happy because you know there's a lot of there's more buys coming up we still have quite a bit of teams on buys uh to go so i think he'll be a good fill in there um and i think uh yeah i mean i don't know it may end up being you know i don't know 60 40 70 30 you know somewhere in that range but i think as long as you know like i said if they're going to make a playoff run they're going to want to try to keep at least you know both of them healthy and if you just continue to ride Mostert, we know how that goes usually so and there's one thing we know, Raheem Mostert doesn't need 20 touches to put up good fantasy numbers. So Jeff Wilson can outsnap him and both still be valuable, much like you just said, Jen. Uh, Justin, uh, one question, quick question for you to your beloved AFC North division. Uh, Jalen Warren taking over the backfield in Pittsburgh. Are you concerned? What are you? Uh, how are you approaching that Pittsburgh backfield? 
I would be a little concerned. Um, I would like to have Warren in any deep leagues where I have the bench space to have him back there. Um, I'm trying to recall a quote I saw earlier today where um, Tomlin was kind of talking down Najee. I can't recall exactly what he said, but it was definitely not a positive quote in terms yeah. of Najee moving forward. Um, it's not to the point where I'd be looking to drop Najee or anything like that, but I would love to have Warren on my bench wherever possible. Yeah, I, I get that. Caden, the Colts fan, popped in uh, with the team. Caden, uh, I'd keep streaming. I, I don't, you know, you've got a strong team, and in a couple of weeks, those buys aren't going to matter so much anymore. I just, I just keep streaming personally. That's um, a very strong team, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, okay, all right, uh, Richie. If I have Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins, should I pick up Justin Fields? Jen, would you run out and get Justin Fields with those two quarterbacks already on your roster? Um, where is that one? Because I, I didn't hear you, and now I'm like, uh, oh, Geno Smith and Cousins. Ooh. Um, I mean, it depends. I, I don't know if you, I, and, and I would probably stay put to be honest. I mean, Justin Fields, you know, he had a great game, but I feel like both Gino and I mean, I have Gino in a couple leagues. He's been a fantastic surprise fantasy wise. So, um, I mean, I get, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. Like it depends on what else, like if you're wasting, you know, valuable, fab or you're wasting a waiver wire and, and you need things elsewhere i don't know that you necessarily need fields i mean i don't know I, that's that's a tough question if it was my personal team i would probably stay put but T- tough tough schedule playoff schedule for justin fields too those defenses tighten up and gets a little tough uh Caden, nice trade there jamar chase for derrick henry that worked out well we'll start calling you nostradamus justin before we uh before I derail us too much with more questions, as much as I love questions in the chat, I want to hear your tight end streamers this week. Normally, Jen does tight I'm ends. I'm so but... happy that you're here. <laughs> I get a break from the tight ends. All you, go for it. Oh, so is, not... it a, is it a good week to stream them, and now. who you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually not so bad, honestly. Um, we have some good matchups. We're losing a little on the, um, the waiver wire possibilities here with, like, likely on by uh, Hunter Henry was kind of in that fray. Um, Hayden Hurst and Tyler Conklin before he kind of crapped the bed last week, but we've got some good ones here. we got Greg Dolchus and the Broncos coming back from their bye week and they get a Titans team. That is a huge pass funnel. They rank dead last and pass rates over expectation in the league. So we can expect the Broncos to try to get their offense back on the train tracks here. Um, they might be doing that through Dolchich, who's had a good three, four weeks? Three weeks before the bye. He popped up as a um, tight end one a few times there. Um, he's yeah, now, still, just uh, so you know, Dolchich's hair is, his his hair roster ship is 82%. So you might be able yes. to get Dolchich, you may not be able to get his hair. Yeah, you'll need two bench spots for Greg. We, <laughs> we already knew that, though. Um. But he is rostered in 37% of leagues, so he might not be out there for you. We've got Cole Komet, who has been <laughs> just scoring touchdowns yeah. left and right, um, which is kind of funny because he has not many targets on the season. On a whole, he has 26 targets through these nine weeks, but he has three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and that's fantasy gold for a miserable tight end position as we are all aware of if we've been streaming this year. It's been pretty difficult out there. A uh, couple more options if you are really digging deep here. We've got Kate Otten 
there's a very surprising amount of rookies who have been jumping off the board at the tight end position this year. It's kind of odd, but we'll take what we can get here. Um, as long as Cam Brate's out, Otten's still getting some um, fantasy love here. He had six targets yesterday, I guess two days ago on Sunday. Turned in the tight end five, I think. Yeah, we'll say the tight end five. Somewhere in there. <laughs> top five, top ten, something like that. And then uh, rounding out, we've got Tanner Hudson, which is definitely a big deep dive here. Um, going back to the Daniel Jones call, he doesn't have a ton of receivers to be passing to right now. And um, with Daniel Bellinger still out with his eye socket injury, which sounds incredibly painful, uh, Hudson stepped in. He had the seventh highest route participation among tight ends this last week. He had 58 yards receiving. Um, the Texans ranked 23rd in AF. I'm sorry, in schedule adjusted fantasy points to the tight end position. So if you're really desperate, or if you're in a tight end premium league or a two tight end league, Tanner Hudson makes for a decent enough call. Those two tight end premium leagues are, are getting they're getting more and more prominent. I find myself in those more often. They're kind of fun, Justin. Do you dig them? Yeah, I'm in a couple. Um, I think I'm in. This is how much of a sicko I am. I think I'm in. I think three of my dynasty leagues are tight end premium leagues. So I really have to dig deep for these bottom of the barrel names pretty often. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And in a couple of them, I'm trying to like preempt things. Like I'm like picking up backup tight ends and things like that to try and really scrape that barrel on a couple of them. Uh, Jen, uh, Richie wants to know if they should drop the Patriots D to get, pick up the saints D. No. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't no. either. Uh, I would drop Cleo Herbert instead, or I might drop Kirk Cousins instead and just roll with Geno Smith. Yeah, I would not drop the Patriots. I did drop the Patriots, but much earlier in the season when they were not playing as well, and I'm uh, full of regret in that mm-hmm. league. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I yeah I'm holding the Patriots. I've got a similar situation uh, for a couple, couple of my leagues, and I'm holding them. Uh, Justin, who do you like more, Dulcich or Cole Komet? Uh, I think I like Dulcich, honestly. Yep. That's getting all those um, red zone and even end zone targets. But we've seen the, the Bears be bad this year. We've seen the Broncos be bad too. But just the pure um, target percentage, the target rate that old Gregory is going to get here, I would much prefer him this week and for the rest of the season, especially now that the bye week's out of the way. Yeah, nice, nice. I like that a lot. Jen, uh, would you trade Chris Godwin and Keenan Allen for A.J. Brown? Possible. I mean, just that straight up, just that two for one. Um, I mean, yeah, the way things are going, Keenan Allen doesn't seem to be getting back. Godwin is not finding the end zone. AJ Brown is so possibly, I mean, depends on the, you know, in a vacuum. Yes. Depends on the rest of your squad, but sure. Yeah. If you've got wide receiver depth, I think, I think it's a slam dunk. I think AJ Brown is, is, uh, definitely doing much better there. Uh, Richie. Yeah. Josh Palmer, any of those guys I would drop for a defense. I'm okay with that. So, um, all right, Jen, uh, let's get to your kickers. I want to find out, is it a good week to stream kicker? You know, it's a great week. In fact, I had to cut down. Like I have, I, I, I I have four and I honestly have a bonus. I have a bonus too, because it was too hard. Um, it's a great week. Once again, just like last week, um, it's a great week because people, you know, kicker is something that people drop, right, for buys. So we've got a bunch of guys coming back from their buy that shouldn't be, you know, low roster ship, and they are. So that's why, you know, it's it's a pretty solid week. Um, top of the list, Robbie Gold, you know, he shouldn't be uh, streaming eligible, but he is because he's only 19% rostered because he's coming off that buy. Uh, they are playing the Chargers this week uh, at home. 
They're touchdown favorites. They have the third highest uh, implied team total of the week at 26.75. So, you know, as you said, offense is humming with Christian McCaffrey. Slam dunk, as you also said. Um, yeah, Robbie Gold is my is my top guy of the week. Uh, second guy is uh, is no stranger to this show slash column, and that's Jason Sanders. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yep, they are at home against Cleveland. He didn't have a great outing last week. Uh, like you said, he was he was he was kicker sixteen, but he did miss a really easy twenty nine yard field goal, um, which is rare for him. But it was windy in Chicago. Uh, they will be at home in South Florida, so they're four point uh, favorites, twenty six point two five implied team total. So Sanders, uh, and he is, I think, 22% rostered. So he is should be widely available as well. A uh, third guy is another guy coming off a of bye, Brett Maher. He should not be available, but he is. He's only 19% rostered uh, as well. They're on the road in Green Bay, um, but they're five-point favorites. They have a pretty decent implied team total of 23.75. The Cowboys, you know, they've been kind of up and down, but I feel like the Packers are pretty bad right now. So I feel like Maher... Uh, should be fine, even on the road. I don't normally, I don't love road kickers, but I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that you can grab and hold because he won't be, he won't be a streamer after this week, or he shouldn't be at least. Uh, fourth guy in the rotation is new, uh, Cairo Santos. I can't even believe I'm even bringing up a Chicago Bear kicker in this call, in this, you know, column slash show. But here we are, right? Uh, they are. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. So this is a super deep one because he's only 3% rostered, so he's there. Um, but they're at home against Detroit. I mean, let's let's be real, right? Detroit is is a sieve um, for points. And uh, they're only three-point favorites, but it doesn't really matter. I feel like, yeah, I think both point, both teams are going to score, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Cairo Santos, right? I mean, he's, you know, and oh, also the Detroit is 20th in kicker adjusted fantasy points allowed. So um, I'm going to throw out a fifth because – why not? Right? I love bonus kickers. I mean, Give me that bonus we're, kicker. We're Jen. talking kickers. I'm going to throw out a fifth. Uh, Graham Gano. Uh, he is uh, 31%. So he's he's still in the in the in the in the conversation as far as streamer play in Houston, like you said earlier. You know the Giants at home against Houston. They're six and a half point favorites. 23 uh, three, 23 point team implied total. I mean Graham Gano is like. I don't even, I can't remember right now at the top of my head, but he's like kicker, like five or six on the season, like something ridiculous that never thought coming into the season that the giants kicker would be uh, up there, but he is. And he's, uh, you know, once again, he's another guy that's coming off a buy. So, cause remember last week I was making fun of the fact that he's more, you know, he's more rostered than Jake Elliott and he's not streaming yeah. eligible. Well, he is this week. So, <laughs> and he probably won't be after this, you know, after, so he's well, my everybody- bonus. Everybody listened to you. Drop Gano and picked up Elliot last <laughs> I week. Know. That's what and, happened. Yeah, and it was a mistake, <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't. But no, he's my bonus fifth kicker. So there's actually, I mean, you know, because there's out of the four teams that are on by, three of them are your your weekly kickers, right? You're losing Tucker, you're losing Evan McPherson, and you're losing Nick Folk. So there's a lot of people out there that need kickers, like you said, uh, this week. So uh, there we go. There's all the kickers, and I think that they should all, you know, all five of them should be pretty decent. Yeah, Daniel Duong wants to know if uh, if he should go after one of these guys or keep Harrison Butker. Oh, um, you could probably keep Butker. I mean, yeah, Butker. Yeah, he's pretty solid, and they're always going to score points. So you know, there's only there's a handful. You know, Butker, uh, Bass. You know, Tucker. There's a handful that you just keep, um, and then the rest of it stream. But yeah, um, I see another one at the bottom. Should I drop McPherson for another bench player? Um. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. McPherson is not, I mean, he has a, he has a huge leg and, and he's great, but um, I don't know if he's one that I would hold on to through a bye. Uh, what about, uh, you'd take Brett Maher over Graham Gano, right? Uh, yes, this week. Yeah, I would this week, but they're, I mean, they're not that far off. Um, you know, like if you have one and you don't want to deal with, you know, swapping, but if they're both on your waiver wire, um, I'd go Mar. One thing I start thinking about, uh, looking at those two, for instance, Mar is uh good offense that should get better throughout the season. Uh, going to kick indoors more mm-hmm. often than not. Yeah. Uh, as, as the winter months come, uh, Justin, I want to ask you real quick about the Dallas offense because uh, Jen mentioned Mar is somebody that maybe you could pick up and hold for a little while because of that offense. We really, uh, just before the bye, we saw Dallas come out and look at least resemble the offense we all hoped we'd see this year. Are you bullish about that continuing throughout the rest of the season after so many struggles for C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott and uh, Zeke Elliott and all that? Uh, is, there this, is this an offense to start buying into for the rest of the year? I would think so. Honestly, I know it's a bit of a an easy thing to lean on, but just the injuries throughout just the entire offense. I mean, from the wide receivers to Dak to the running backs to the offensive line, and they, no one's been healthy throughout the season. So if they can get a little healthy coming out of that bye and actually start to gel and play more than one or two games in a row together, I mean, I think we can kind of see an offense that we were almost all pretty excited to see this season and it hasn't come through. I mean, half of the season was with Cooper Rush as well, so that's a lot of the reason why. But I think, yeah, if, if we can buy into these pieces, maybe not Zeke so much, because I could really see Pollard to continue to earn more of a workload, even if Zeke Jerry is Jones on the wasn't in charge, then yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he no would kidding. already be there. Right, exactly. So maybe not there, but if you have a chance to buy into CeeDee Lamb, if someone is for some reason holding him the whole season and now giving up on him or, you know, Gallup or um, Schultz. Gallup Schultz is, is back, in, right? Yeah, Schultz is back. Gallup is interesting. Jen, you've always been a Gallup guy. He he showed some signs of life a couple of weeks ago. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, and then he didn't. Um, and then <laughs> he, had a, he had a big fat goose egg like the week before the uh, the bye. Oh, did he? I'm, yeah. I'm getting my weeks mixed up. Okay. Um, I have him in, in, in this uh, the guillotine league, so I'm very, you know, hypersensitive to the whole thing because it's, it's a crazy situation where you got to always – yeah, it's not. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like Gallup and I'm frustrated with him right now, but I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm hoping that now they're off the bye. He, you know, he's he's back. He's rested, all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm not giving up on him. But at the same time, you certainly can. Like he's he's droppable, you know, depending on what you need. I mean, for bye week fill-ins and stuff. Um, but I hope I hope he comes to fruition. Me too. Me too. I like my, I've always liked Gallup. Justin, uh, Dalton Schultz, if he's available and Greg Dulcich is available, would you go Schultz then? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just tied to such a better offense that I, I mean, I, I love me some Gregory, but I think Schultz catching passes from Dak Prescott, as opposed to catching passes from what, what's left of Russell Wilson. I'd rather take the Cowboy. Yeah. I'm with you. So uh, just to be clear, Dulcich's hair, Dalton Schultz and then Dulcich the player. That that's exactly. the, that's yes. the ranking. Okay, excellent. Precisely. You missed an opportunity for a, a, a let's ride cowboy thing there. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I should no, I should have gotten into it. He said, <laughs> oh. I'll take the cowboy. I'm like, yeah, you could have gone with some sort of, you know, let's ride. That's hor- that's horrible. That's why you're the best rider of of the three of us, Jen. It's it's Jen. nothing against <laughs> Justin, who's a phenomenal rider as well. I'm a hack, but uh Justin's a phenomenal rider. Uh Jen. 
the, the writing, the writing talent shows and it shows in those types of quits. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's true. <laughs> Let's go uh, defense special teams. Uh, it's a pretty good week to, to it's really, it's a good week to pick up the Seahawks. The, the, the other two I'm not thrilled about, but the Seahawks, they were pretty good last week, right? They, they had a good week against the Cardinals and now they face the Bucks. Now, typically that wouldn't be a, a matchup that I would target, but the Bucks are struggling offensively. Uh, they barely pulled out the game last week. They took a took some last minute Tom Brady uh, heroics to do it. Uh, Bucks have six fumbles on the season. No team has forced more fumbles than Seattle this year. So we're chasing turnovers, hoping to do it. Seattle is now fourth in the league in sacks, which is a nice way to go. Uh, Tampa is twenty fifth in points this year. So this isn't the offense that we're super super concerned about at the moment, or, or that we're super concerned about putting up big points. Uh, and here's the big thing that I'm focused on for this specific matchup: Seattle has seven sacks from the defensive tackle position. So defensive tackles alone, seven sacks this year from Seattle. Tampa Bay is down to basically Justin and I playing on the interior offensive line based on free agency attrition and injuries at the center and guard positions. That's an issue. And how do we beat Tom Brady over the years, the years of Tom Brady's excellence that I have nothing negative to say about him, but the way you beat him is you get pressure in his face with four players, right? You don't blitz him because he'll kill you on the blitz. You don't get outside pressure because Tom Brady is excellent pocket mobility. He'll step up and he'll kill you from the pocket. You get people in his face. He'll make mistakes. He'll throw in completes and he'll take sacks. That's how you do it. And that's what I see Seattle doing is getting in Tom Brady's face, keeping this a low scoring game. Seattle wins and they have another top 12 uh, fantasy defense. So uh, good week if you can pick up Seattle uh, or just hold them over from last week if you picked them up last week. So other uh, other options, eh, eh, Titans versus Denver. If you need to, Titan Tennessee is tied for fifth in turnover differential, 10th in points allowed. So they're not a bad defense. Um, they've picked off eight balls. They're tied for seventh in the league. Denver's 30th in points scored, so that's really good. Denver's the eighth most sacked team, so that's good. But Tennessee isn't really great at getting at the quarterback. Uh, I, I see this being a potentially low scoring game. And if that's the case, then I think the Titans can get by for you. I think that they uh, will at least be in the teens as the fantasy defense this week and not in the twenties. And then if you're really, really desperate uh, looking at that Falcons Carolina game, that could be an ugly game and ugly games sometimes mean good things for the defense. Carolina is 30th in yards per game, 23rd in points per game. They seem to be looking uh, already turned the page and looking at 2023 after they just got utterly destroyed last week. Uh, I don't love this option, but the Falcons had some good de good games defensively early this season. They're still tied for the lead in the NFC South, so they're still playing for something. I think that uh, if you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel, the Falcons in this matchup might be worth looking into uh, a little bit. Let's look at a few more of those questions. I have a question before you do that. Oh, absolutely. I'm just curious because, you know, I edit the, the defense streaming article written by uh, our, our friend Nick Bodiford. Um, and his number one streamer of the week was the Giants. I was curious how uh -huh. you felt about them because you did not include them. I didn't know if you were, you know, because they are playing uh, the Texans, right? I didn't know if, you know, if you if you didn't feel that they were that they were worthy, you weren't into them. I don't know. I really haven't paid attention to the Giants defensively this season, to be honest. So that's why I was just asking. So I'm really worried about Xavier McKinney. Okay. Um, I also know, and and I don't have this number in front of me, but I feel like that would have um, stood out to me if I had uh, if okay. I had noticed that. So I want to see what the roster ship is 
on the Giants because it might rostered in 8% of Yahoo leagues and 5.5% of ESPN. Okay, yeah, maybe I just... uh, yeah, I was I, curious I, if there was a reason, like you, or maybe you just didn't, you know, listen, we all have to go through all the things and maybe you <laughs> missed them or maybe there was, there was a specific reason. That was why I was really wondering. So I'm nervous about Xavier McKinney. Also okay. the Giants, one thing that they're doing defensively is that they're keeping scores low, but they're not really having any splash plays. They're not doing much. So they haven't been like a target of mine in that way. I tend to chase, I chase low scoring games, but I really chase sacks and turnovers is what I do. And I, I see the Giants not being one of the elite teams there. But, you know, if you're scraping the barrel, I don't like them as much as the Titans. You could easily talk me into the Giants over the Falcons this week. So No, I mean, I'm glad. I just wanted to know, you know, I, I don't know your process. So I was uh, I was curious on kind of how you how you went about that. So thank you for explaining. And Nick's, Nick's great stuff, too. Everyone check out his streaming article over at 444.com as well. Um, great stuff to pick up. Probably a smarter individual than me in general. So uh, <laughs> let's take a look at some of the uh, some of the other questions. I know there were a couple more. Uh, we do all recognize Greg Dulcich's mustache, Jefferson's Justice League. I promise it is glorious in all its uh, presence and in all its 70s heyday. Uh, Matt Cash wants to know if they should trade uh, DeAndre Swift for Amari Cooper straight up. They have Dalvin Cook, and they have Miles Sanders, and Kareem Hunt, and Jamal Williams, and Tyler. But yeah, this is a, uh, they have Boyd Palmer and Cup. I think this is a slam dunk for you. I think you're thick enough at running back to to give up Swift. And I think that Cooper's been really steady and is only going to get better with Deshaun Watson. Justin, do you have any thoughts? No, I think you're dead on. Um, not having to depend on Josh Palmer week in and week out, and instead depending on Amari Cooper is... Just an instant upgrade. And then, sorry, looking up Arby's. And he has Jamal. So in case something happens to Swift again, or even like he's currently going through something. So if it gets worse, he's already got the handcuff there. So, yeah, I mean, especially at five and four, you may as well start aiming for some ceiling because you're going to need a few more wins to sneak in the playoffs there. So I dig it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense to me. Uh, Daniel wants to know how we feel about the Saints defense. Uh, Solid. They're playing against Pittsburgh. That's a rookie quarterback and uh, a struggling run game and a really bad offensive line. So I'm on board for that. Uh, Let's see here. Should Little Boy Blue 619 drop Isaiah Pacheco for Latavius Murray? Um, I give that a full, wholehearted meh. Jen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're both kind of in the meh category. I, I, <laughs> I put well, I put Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco in my in my deadweight report. He is on the he's in the on thin ice category, sure. which means let's give him one more week. It's funny because I was reading, you know, there's several people that their waiver wire article is to pick him up and I'm like talking about dropping him. So I don't know. <laughs> I think that whole, I mean, that three headed running back committee in for the Chiefs is just ugly and Mark. everyone's just hanging on to all of them waiting for one of them to emerge. And I just don't think any of them are. I think this is what we have for the rest of the year. Like you can say Pacheco's a starter, but it doesn't really matter. You can say CEH is a starter. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, Latavius Murray, the problem is we don't know now. Now you have Chase of Ed- Edmonds in town. So what we don't even know what's going to happen. So we got to give it a week um, to kind of see how that unfolds. I totally um, forgot if Edmonds that. wasn't there, I probably would, would be like, yeah, grab Murray because they obviously don't like Melvin Gordon or they don't, you know, they don't love him at the moment. And so, and Murray's been getting a pretty good run um, in his time there. So um, if there was no Chase Edmonds, I'd be like, absolutely go do that. But now I'm like, eh, I don't know if we need to kind of wait a week 
um, and see what happens with both of those offenses. But the Chiefs are frustrating, man. I mean, people keep talking about picking up Pacheco, and I'm like, I, I just all three of them, like, bye bye. I can't, I can't deal with McKinnon. Like, it's just not worth it. I mean, I yeah, know it, running back is thin, and there's a bye weeks and injuries, and we got to pe- put people in there. But those three guys are just going to cannibalize themselves all the entire the rest of the season. And it's honestly like I like Isaiah Pacheco. Like I like the talent. He runs angry, but it's the worst kind of Merc because none of them get carries. It's not like you don't know which one's going to get touches. It's like none of them do. They 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 all go out. They get like four touches, and that's it. So screw that. Um, Jen Melvin Gordon. It's a bagel thing, right? Like Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett's favorite bagel is the cinnamon raisin, and Melvin Gordon eats it every morning before Hackett gets. That's what it is, right? It's got to be a bagel. Um, is that a thing? I I I don't know. I mean, it's a, I have. It's a thing of the recesses of my own mind. Oh, okay. I was like, did you actually read that they're like, there's a breakfast situation? I mean, I know you hate breakfast, so I didn't know if that was a thing that you kind of just <laughs> Not tied to my, uh, you don't to like my breakfast, breakfast food that maybe. No. no, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, and, and you know, I, and, and as you guys know, I do live, I do live in Denver locally and I, and I do listen to, you know, some, some radio and whatnot. And, um, you know, I haven't heard a specific reason. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett knows what is going on, to be yeah. honest with you. I think <laughs> <In> he's <general. laughs> absolutely in over his head. And I think that um, it shows. And so they're uh, struggling. You know, they paid a lot of money for a quarterback that's not panning out. And now they're, you know, bringing in new pieces. And listen, you know, I, I like Chase Edmonds. Like, I hope that, you know... It, but he wasn't good this year, even in the chances he had in Miami. Like he wasn't efficient. So I don't know if that's going to be, you know, maybe the altitude will do him good and he'll he'll all of a sudden uh, have some good runs up here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, and then poor Mike Boone, you know, he was like yeah. at a brief, a cup of coffee with like maybe being relevant and then he's he's no longer. So yeah. Um, well- Let's hit two more questions and then we'll sign off. We've uh, we've run a little long and I, I appreciate oh, yeah. Jen and Justin. I appreciate both of you hanging with me. Uh, Justin, little boy blue 619 wants to know, drop Kadarius Tony for Matt Stafford to have as a backup to Kyler Murray. Uh, for me, that depends how thick the waiver wire is. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, definitely dependent on the waiver wire. Um, it would stink to hold Kadarius Tony this whole time and then, <laughs> as he, as he might be on the precipice of something, and then you have to drop him. No, I don't think so. Just because in any given week you can find someone who can produce Matt Stafford. Yeah, especially numbers. if it's a one QB league, right? There should so be. So I would just keep Kadarius Tony. Maybe he turns into something crazy, and then if it comes down to it, you can find the replacement. I mean, you can find a a Derek Carr on your waiver wire if you really need it or a Trevor Lawrence or something like that. So I don't think I would, um, but we haven't really seen anything from Tony either. So if you do it, it's not like ridiculous <laughs> or anything. Sure. Sure. Jen thoughts on Amon Ross St. Brown right now, uh, you know, was on a tear, a little nicked up. Now he's eh, kind of middling. What do you think about him rest of the season? I mean, you can't, you know, you, I mean, I guess you could try to trade him. You're not going to drop him. That's for sure. So, um, you just got to hope he turns around. I mean, I, I, I personally have him on a roster and I'm certainly hoping that he turns around. I mean, that whole offense has been kind of a mess. I mean, they're all banged up, you know, uh, Deandre Swift banged up, Josh Reynolds banged up, DJ Chark banged up, you know, I'm my St. Brown was he's back. Um, you know, they've had their good moments, so we have to hope they kind of get back there. Uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, they play, 
uh, the Bears this week. So I guess, you know, may, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. They're at home, which is always a good thing. So maybe they'll get a turnaround. I mean, we know he's good, right? I mean, he's the sun god. So hopefully he uh, turns it around. And no, and no TJ Hawkins for the rest of the season, Exa- which uh, yes, I, I think too. is a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Uh, rapid fire, uh, real quick. Let's see here. Alan, I would pick up Mikel, uh, McCole Hardman over Isaiah McKenzie. Sean, I'd cut Brian Robinson. I have a problem with that. I think, uh, I think he and Antonio Gibson are going to be cannibalizing each other with Gibson being the better option. I'd hold AJ Dillon just because Aaron Jones is a little nicked up. So, uh, he turns into an RB one. If that happens, uh, we're going to sign off. Thank you, Justin and Jen. Always a pleasure. Thank you to everyone in the comment section. Thanks for helping each other out. I see you answering each other. I appreciate that. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, Justin, thank you, my friend. Great to chat with you. Any final thoughts before we go? No, everyone go out there, get some wins, uh, secure yourself a playoff position. You guys <laughs> do the same. Excellent. Excellent. Get you some wins. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen Akins NFL at Justin underscore Redwords and at two guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day.